Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. The Chickalores have come looking for Esther, and now she needs to leave. Gimble was hoping they would have more time to talk, but there are too many Chickalores to keep her safe. Tenton, her new guide, seems to already know her, and as they head away from the settlement to meet Araya, Esther is wondering how could he know about her already, when she has just arrived there only a few days earlier. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 19 The Chickalore didn't look happy, its eyes angry and glowing red. Esther was frozen in place as it slowly walked inside the tent, its focus entirely on her. If it wasn't for its eyes and an almost inaudible growl, Esther might have thought it wanted to play, like how a puppy or cat might walk toward you. Time seemed to stand still as Esther noticed its back wagging back and forth, its breathing slowing, and its muscles tensing as if it was about to pounce. Then, to her right, she heard a loud zap as a bright blue flash of light filled the tent with a dazzling glow. The redness in the Chickalore's eyes disappeared And startled and afraid of the brilliant light, it ran away as fast as its legs could carry it, leaving Esther dumbfounded and Gimble standing there with the stick with the glowing blue tip. What just happened? Esther asked, grateful that Gimble was able to help her, but confused as to how. It's a simple walking stick with a spell of good magic. That particular Chickalore will no longer be a menace. But there are still many more, and I'm afraid you must be off far sooner than I had planned or hoped. They will keep coming, and I don't want you or anyone else to get hurt. Before Esther could ask more questions about the stick and its magic and the problem with the Chickalores, a large young boy, easily twice Esther's size, hurriedly came into the tent. Gimble, you called for me. Are you all right? Yes, yes. No Chickalore is going to hurt me. Tenton, meet Esther. Esther, meet Tenton. I'm sorry I can't make any proper introductions, but I must go and help chase these Chickalores away before they damage all our living spaces or do serious harm to our people. And you, Esther must be off before they find you again. I'm very familiar with Esther Gimble. No introductions are necessary. Tenton, you are to take Esther to the waypoint near the old monoliths by what was used to be called the Whispering Wetlands of Whirr. Esther's earlier desire to take action and go off on her own started to diminish now that the time had come for her to leave. Was she brave enough? But Gimble, 
Esther hesitated. I thought we had much to talk about. Don't worry. I'm sure we will meet again. Tenton will stay with you and protect you until Araya comes. With her capabilities, she might be waiting for you when you arrive. Sensing her hesitation, Gimble added, I know you can be brave. Just think of your father. Finding him is your guiding light, and then all will become clearer to you. Now, please, quickly. Gimble ushered them out of his tent as he went to where the largest commotion was. Esther looked up at Tenton and said, Shouldn't we help? Quickly, Esther, whispered Tenton, grabbing her hand. We must be off. They can take care of the Chickalores, but we can't risk one hurting you. We must move quickly. The whispering wetlands of Wurr is the safest place for you now. As they left the tent behind, the grayness of the glade stretched out in front of them. The sky was heavy, dull, darkening by the moment, the glow from the morning fading. Just outside the settlement were tall, slender sticks standing out of the ground. Esther didn't know what they could be until they got closer, and she could see what were once bare branches reaching for the overcast sky, casting eerie, elongated shadows on the ground. These were once trees during a different time. The air was thick with fog, and there was a heavy, musty smell in the air. Esther's small feet padded softly on the dry ground, her wide eyes taking in her surroundings. Tenton kept a vigilant eye out for any chickalores that might be following them, urging her to do the same. There were none. She followed him closely, mimicking his every move. They followed a zigzag pattern across the open areas, finding large rocks to hide their travels from view and to enable them to more easily notice anything that might be following them. At least, that's what Esther thought the purpose was. Her life in Shirewood didn't include any training on how to evade chickalores or other nasty creatures. The glades may look gloomy, but they're full of secrets. Tenton said, trying to distract Esther from the difficulty of their travel. They were moving quickly. See that large dead tree over there? The one with the twisty trunk? Legend says it's the guardian of this part of the glades. Esther appreciated the attempt at distraction. Her legs hurt, and she didn't want to think about it. As they ventured deeper into the glade and farther away from the settlement, the noise from the chickalores began to fade, replaced by the sounds of Esther's heavy breathing and the wind blowing dried bushes across their path. Both sounded the same to her. Esther took a moment to look back. In the distance, she could see flashes of blue. Gimbal's work. She didn't want to leave, but if the Chickalors were there looking for her, it was best she left. <laughs> 
Otherwise, she might put everyone in danger. Then she felt a heavy hand on her shoulder. Shh, Tenton said, and then he pointed to the distance. A small troop of some kind of animals were walking just at the edge of her sight, searching. That is a group of Scalix, Tenton whispered. They were never that friendly before the artifact. They are even less so now. Esther was sure they could hear her heart beating as the sound flooded her ears, drowning out everything else. The Scalix stopped, with one walking towards them, sniffing the air. Esther put her hand over her mouth, thinking that that might dampen the sound of her beating heart, but she also felt like letting out a scream. She used to do that when she was young, whenever she was under stress. It worked wonders, but now certainly wasn't the time. The sniffing Scalix seemed satisfied that nothing of interest could be found in the air and continued with the group. They are moving on. Let's just wait a while to make sure they don't sense us, Tenton whispered. They have very keen senses. Continuing in silence, they walked for what felt like days until they arrived at a huge rock. Until most of the landscape was similar to the large meadows near Shirewood, but without all the color and life. Let's have a rest, Tenton said. We don't have much further to go, but you should have something to eat and drink. Taking another hard biscuit from him, Esther hadn't realized how hungry she was. The biscuit actually tasted edible. Thank you, she said, taking a drink of the water he was carrying for them. Back when we were in Gimbel's tent, you said you already knew all about me. How is that possible since I arrived a short time ago? News travels fast throughout the glade. No one has been able to come through a portal from your realm in all my years, so it's a big deal. Many think you will be the one who can help us, the one who can bring about the wave of good to this realm. This is our hope. Oh, no pressure or anything, Esther said as she rubbed her painful leg muscles. I don't understand how anyone could think I am the one to help. I came here to find my father, and if I had known how hard it would be, I might not have had the courage to come. For someone so new to our realm, you have already had a huge impact. Have faith in yourself. We must go. We don't want to be walking at night. Esther walked behind him, mimicking how he walked across the dried glade. He walked quickly, but was careful with his movements, watching where his feet fell and occasionally stopping to scan for other chickalores or scalix that might be looking for her. Looking up at him as they walked, Esther thought she had never seen a boy as large as Tenton. If he was in Shirewood, he would have all the kids from school following him around. 
Despite his obvious strength, Esther thought he was a gentle and kind giant. Eventually, their surroundings changed. The dryness gave way to damp, squishy ground, making it a bit harder to walk. It might be equivalent to a marsh in Shirewood, except it didn't have any color and no fresh smell. The waypoint is just ahead, Tenton said quietly, like every word might reveal their position. Ahead of them, tall, rugged monoliths jut out, their jagged surfaces darkened by shadows and adorned with bits of dried vegetation clinging to their sides. A narrow passageway bordered by these mountain-like structures showed what once might have been a well-worn path through an expansive, mist-covered marsh. Pools of still water interspersed with mudflats reflected the hazy light from the gray skies above. Is that where we are headed? She asked. Yes, those rock formations are our waypoint. There is a great hiding place there if needed. Whatever purpose these stone pillars they were walking towards served before was lost, as they now seem to have been eroded over time, bearing the scars and textures of age. In the distance, more of these rocky monoliths stood like the guards in Gimbel's settlement, their tops lost in the heavy fog that blankets the horizon. They were easily the tallest things that Esther had ever seen. The sun, though obscured by the thick, clouded skies, started to cast a gentle golden light onto the area, somehow resisting the influence of the artifact. Something is there, Esther said. I see it, he replied, slowing his pace as do I. A solitary figure clad in a brown cloak, face obscured, stands on the path in the middle of the watery expanse. Though the character appears small and insignificant against the size of the stone pillars, Esther's heart starts to race again and begins to feel afraid. Should we go back? Esther asked. What if it is one of the Queen's guards here to arrest us? The Queen's guards would never come out to this part of the glade alone. No, it's something else. Tenton stopped and raised his hand in a greeting. The figure in the brown cloak raised their hand in kind. Amazing, Tenton remarked. How did she do it? Who did what? Esther replied. Tenton started walking again and picked up his pace as the solitary figure became clearer as they got closer. Esther naturally slowed her pace. She trusted Tenton, but still didn't recognize the person up ahead, at least until she removed the hood of her cloak off her head. It was Araya. You still are slow as ever, my thin-legged princess, Araya said with a smile. You get faster each time we meet, 
Tenton said as he gave her a quick hug. Obviously, Gimble hasn't run out of food, judging by the size of you, Araya replied. We need to camp here at the shelter inside the rock. On my way here, I saw a number of Chickalor and Scalix roaming about, no doubt looking for you, Esther. They never worked together in the past. Araya was guided to a hidden opening in one of the larger stone pillars. The pillar was hollow, with flying creatures sleeping at the very top. It didn't smell nice, but the ground was dry and they were hidden from view. Nothing but the best for us, Araya said jokingly. As they all sat on the ground, Esther noticed her bag was glowing brightly from the inside. The map is glowing again, Esther said. What does it mean? I can't see it, Araya said, but it can mean only one thing. It's time. First thing in the morning, I hope it will lead us directly to where the queen has your father. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight.